What's up, everyone? This is Goldilocks, former TNA backstage interviewer, manager, and you're listening to TNA Cross the Line podcast. Thanks for being here. TNA Wrestling Cross the Line. And we're back with episode 129 of the TNA Cross Line Podcast. I am Bob Conley Jr. With me, as always, is Dallas Gridley. And Dallas, we are here for the September 24th, 2004 edition of NWA TNA Impact. We are not aware of anything that is going on because we don't have the luxury of the weekly pay-per-views to promote what we'll see on these shows. So I'm sure that when we tune in within the first three minutes or so they will inform us as to what's going on. But if you are just joining us uh, a little bit of background heading into this show, our tag team champions, Chris Harris in prime time. That's right. One half of AMW, one half of triple X. They are the tag team champions because Christopher Daniels and James storm the respective partners are both hurt. So we have the greatest storyline ever where it's two partners mm-hmm. that simply don't get along. Also, Petey Williams is the X division champion and Jeff Jarrett is our NWA world champion. He defeated Jeff Hardy in the biggest match in TNA history. In the last weekly pay-per-view. And now we don't know who the next challenger will be Russo and Dusty have both said that they will figure it out or they have an idea, a plan. I'm hoping it's Monty Brown, Dallas. Who are you hoping for? Yeah, I'm definitely hoping for Monty Brown, man. Jeff Hardy had his, his chance. It just didn't work out. I think there's only one man that deserves it more. And if you think that Jeff Jarrett could escape that pounce, wrong uh but we do have a lot going on it's pretty crazy um this is our i think this is our first single oh no it's not last week was the first just impact show for the week in a while Mm -hmm. where we generally drop one episode this week before was the same week as the last pay-per-view unless i'm messing my dates up but uh it's kind of weird that we're doing we're only doing one now but that's okay. I'm ready to kind of focus on impact. And I think uh, I think you have a good point there, giving everyone a little bit of an introduction where we're at, because maybe some people are just joining in to hear about impact. They don't care about the weekly pay-per-views, and uh, they might be just hopping on for this. You never know. That is, that's a good point, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely hoping Monty Brown, like I said, though. The tag team title situation is pretty interesting. Uh, it's very weird that this is the direction they're going in. Uh, and I believe on last week's show, we even saw that they both were kind of, or no, not last week, sorry. Last week's show, well, we'll get to that in a second. So it must have been two weeks ago, right, Bob, where we kind of saw that both of the, both Harris and Primetime weren't really sure about each other. They kind of, there were some miscommunications and all that stuff. We're going to be teasing that a lot, I'm sure, coming to them. 
Yeah, when they won the tag titles, I mean, Skipper tried walking out on them. And then yeah, he was so like, oh, we're right now. Yeah, we're all over the place with that. Now, as far as last week's show uh, from what, September 17th, I kind of I, I kind of was trying to pull pull a fast one on Bob here, but uh, essentially it was a it was a tape show. But what was nice about it was we were able to see some dark matches that we actually talked about previously, uh, and that's uh, essentially because of I think it's because of the hurricane situation, uh, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Now, when you say tape show, you mean like sorry, uh, refurbished. Refurb. There we go. Because it's always taped. That's a good point. Uh, yeah, because uh, we can just run down really quick because there's not really a ton to talk about from it. But uh, Team Canada and defeated Team Mexico. So Bobby Roderick and Petey Williams defeated Abismo Negro, Heavy Metal, and Mr. Aguila. And I believe that that match right there was from the second edition of Impact from uh, June 10th. Then Dallas and Kid Cash defeated Chris Sabin and Amazing Red. That match was actually a dark match from September 9th. It was the 15th, I believe, uh, edition of Impact. Then Jeff Jarrett defeated Lex Levette. We saw that match back on July 29th, uh, the ninth episode of Impact. Then the main event was a highly regarded dark match between AJ Styles and Alex Shelley, where AJ Styles won. That was from August 26th, and that was about the 13th episode of Impact, and that was, like I said, a dark match that was talked about quite a bit. We heard how good it was, and it was a pretty damn good match. So kind of a weird one, but you know we got through it, and uh, Bob did, Bob thought that Lex Levette and Jeff Jarrett had to go at it again. Lex Levette had to try to get his win back. Unfortunately, I'm not I'm not proud that I did not uh, realize it, but I feel like um, you know <clears throat> I'll go back and kind of look at stuff, and I feel like I saw. Like previously recorded on July 29th, a long, long time ago. So like, I'm surprised I didn't catch on it. Like, oh, this was a match I've already seen. Like, mm-hmm. what are the odds of Lex Levette, Russell and, Jeff Jarrett, twice in like a month? I think that match was almost like the dead giveaway. The Team Canada, Team Mexico one is interesting because we just haven't seen Team Mexico in a while, but like, who's to say yeah. they didn't just come back? I think another giveaway was Petey Williams did not have the X Division right. title when he made his entrance. Yeah. So there was like some weird stuff like that. I think, almost made a comment about that, I think, too, where I was like, why doesn't he have the title? Yeah. And then also, I mean, Goldilocks with Alex Shelley, we're not, we see, we think that that's kind of done. We're not really sure. Do I have a note about it this week or next? Yes. So we'll talk about that soon. Yeah. Um, but you know, so there's some giveaways. Now they did do new commentary for it all. So the matches that we already saw had fresh commentary with Mike Tanay and Don West on it. And obviously the dark matches had we we haven't seen those, so that was new to us. So it wasn't like completely essentially a clip show, but you know. It happened. Um and kind of speaking on our overall notes here, I, th- I think we talked about it last week, too. We're kind of done with uh, Dave Meltzer's thumbs up, thumbs down, thumbs in the middle as far as regular shows go. We will do those on pay-per-view still, but uh, he did, only does that for pay-per-views. And since every show is a pay-per-view before, that's why we covered that. So Bob can't guess that 35 people voted for something anymore, at least for the time being. I'm surprised he doesn't do that for TV shows. I, you know, I sort of think it's interesting, too. I wonder if... 
he might do it more often now because I do feel like I see him tweet like, "What do you think about the show?" Like for not for every show, but like once in a while he does do that, and I think that's interesting. Yeah, Maybe I, mean, I, I would have done it for TV shows. You you have more of an audience to likely check it out, so you'll yeah. have a a better gauge of what people are thinking. Right. Um, you know, also kind of speaking on overall for notes going forward, or at least these next two to three weeks, they're kind of all over the place, just to be honest. I'm, I'm trying to separate them enough so it's a balance between the shows. Um, but because of the way, cause since, especially because last week was essentially a skipped show, the way the notes start to get written are a little all over the place. So some things might not line up perfectly i'm trying my best to balance that and you know some stuff that is in the observer that covers more on the sh- what we're going to talk about today i'm pushing to next week's show just because the way it's written or kind of what it involves might make more sense to talk about following this show but you know bear with me we're just gonna we're just gonna do it and we're gonna see how it goes it's gonna be great it's gonna be just great it's gonna be great uh, I'm ready to get into that, unless you got anything else you want to discuss before we dive in. Um, I mean, I guess we could uh, reveal that uh, we've been in communication with Brian Turner, VHS Rehab. Oh, yeah. Dude, this is big news. Yeah, we, f- so we have found Brian on Twitter. We found him on Twitter. I can't remember who retweeted him, um, but I found him. And I gave him a shout out, and we have since been chatting uh, through the DMs in an appropriate manner. I didn't slide in his DMs in a gross way, if anybody's wondering. Uh, but we are, uh, we've been chatting, and it is uh, potential here that uh, Mr. Turner will be making an appearance here on the podcast to discuss the uh, Tennessee Indies, uh, maybe even explosion type of stuff, because he revealed to us in the DMs that how he gets the footage, or how he got the footage, I should say, was by getting it from people that appeared on the shows. So when you look at the enhancement guys that appeared on Explosion, they would record the shows that they were on, and uh, that's how it's been maintained. And then obviously there's a whole bunch of other Tennessee indies uh, that also features TNA guys. And he says he has literally hundreds and hundreds of VHS tapes, which back then, I mean, you could put eight hours on a VHS tape if he did it in SLP mode. So he could have an SLP mode, (laughs) a shit ton of uh, wrestling footage still to go through. Yeah, I think this is like super cool. Uh, we're obviously big fans of his page, as we've noted before, or his um his YouTube channel yeah. specifically, because, I mean the the big the big thing for us was oh my god, there's explosions on here, and then then as you dive deeper, it's like, wow, there's a lot of crazy stuff that happened, as Bob noted, you know, in the in the uh, Tennessee Independence with a lot of TNA guys even specifically, <clears throat> and it's crazy. Yeah, and I, I'm an absolute nerd for anything independent-wise. So uh, as time goes on here, I'm, I've am i yet to really watch any full matches because I'm the type of person where I like to have a huge backlog and then go through and watch it instead of being like, I only have five and then there's nothing for me to watch. 
So um, I am just having to gradually put more and more stuff on there. And then right. I, I mean, I'm going to make a list of things I want to review even for uh, rustinrecaps.com. Right. And, and I think, uh, and it's like, dude, it's so up your alley because it's like, it's literally stuff that like no one has seen. Yeah. I mean, a, a lot much. of people have not seen the footage that he's putting up. So like, this is definitely Bob's style of like, holy shit, what is this? <laughs> I'm going to review it. Yeah. I mean, some of my favorite thing, what I've been doing lately actually is I'll like pick an indie show and then I'll Google it to see if there's any reviews for it. And if there's no reviews for it, then I'm like, okay, I got to do it. So like I'm doing an IWA Mid South show that Jeff Jarrett was on in 2014. I googled so it, weird. and That's there's so no weird. lengthy reviews. So I was like, cool, I'm doing it. So that's how yeah. that's been going. Uh, last thing here too for Brian Turner's VHS rehab, there's a numbers of a uh, number of subscribers. I remember way back when it was like minuscule, like it wasn't even like no one knew about it. Right. right. Well, he's up to 1.39 thousand. So almost awesome. almost fourteen hundred. That's awesome subscribers. So keep on liking his page. Yeah, I'm looking and, forward to uh, once we can talk to him. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, there's no timetable on that, so I don't want anybody getting uh, super Don't excited be too about excited. it. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll definitely plan it out, and uh, I'm sure Dallas is going to have to watch some of the stuff to maybe even generate his own thoughts and questions. Oh yeah, I mean, there's plenty I want to watch. It's just a matter of doing it. Right. Yeah. I love. It. I love. It. We've had so much fun even just scrolling on it. That enough. Just even like, looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like that's enough to make me happy about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. And there's one other thing. Uh, we're not gonna totally, totally reveal this yet, but hopefully by now it's already even out because this is airing. Yeah, September 24th. There may or may not be something else uh, happening. I'm just gonna leave it at that. A nice big open tease. Hopefully it has already uh, been out by now, or it will be coming out within the week, I would have to say, around this time. But yeah. it's a really open-ended tease, but uh, if you know, I, I'm hesitant to uh, totally reveal at this time, but I think it's going to be really, really awesome. Let's just say another really great bonus episode for you guys. Well, on that note, Bob, let's get into some super exciting news and notes from the Wrestling Observer Newsletter. Even Alvarez has some stuff for us this time, but not a lot, because fuck him. Sorry. He's just negative. I don't like him. Um, So, it's noted here by Alvarez that uh, there were some wrestlers concerned about the cancellation of Impact uh, in this past week. Since they didn't cancel the show the prior two weeks, despite the hurricane being just as dangerous then. Things were made worse when guys called to find out what was going on, and nobody called them back. And then he notes how many guys having flashbacks of the end of WCW. But um, it's just, these are kind of a little bit scattered here. I don't think there's really too much else to talk about about last week's show. Oh, I guess here here's one uh, note here. Um, Dave notes, with no taping this past week, the September 17th Impact shows a collection of a few previously aired matches with updated voiceovers and a few previously dark matches from Orlando. The highlight was the TV main with Styles over Alex Shelley. That was a very good match. You'd see the crowd popping big by the end. It was the best Shelley has looked in TNA and showed Styles is right at home working with someone doing a lot of cool old school British exchanges. 
because I don't think there's really, that pretty might be the last note about last week's show. So we're kind of just going to jump around from there. Okay. So obviously not a lot to talk about. I mean, not, not a lot happened. So uh, let's see where to start here, Bob. Uh, we have a correction on some TNA uh, or some impact ratings uh, on the August 27th rating uh, is actually a 0.11. The September 10th show did a 0.15. And at that point, at this point, it's basically, this is the trend here. The show had an average of 0.25 in its first 15 weeks and has dropped nearly in half to a 0.14 the past three weeks. So we're a little bit lower than we started, but. Um, The word from FSN is the negotiations were made for impact in the late Saturday night time slot and explosion for Tuesday at 4 p.m. Now, Dave notes that for him, he hopes that they are. Uh, pay they aren't paying for the later time slot because it's it's money that they don't need to be spending now of course it'll, it'll probably change many more times before a deal is actually closed so we'll see uh when that change happens or if it does i, I truly don't know because i don't I, this is a lot of this impact stuff we're watching is a little bit uh out there for me so it would so be a late time slot for fox sports net yeah they want to do actually well here this actually is a good um transition because velocity actually just recently moved to 7 p.m on saturday night to 11. so they're going to 11 now um whoa, whoa. velocity had always been at 11. well it was at seven at one point because it has now moved um yeah so and basically what's interesting about this, Dave notes, is that it's the same time slot that TNA was looking to put impact on FSN. That is um, really bizarre because I could have sworn. I remember Velocity being late because that's whenever I saw it. It was done very late, but that's not. See if it... Okay, yeah, so. I'm unless going he, to the, unless I'm he going, means a typo here. I'm going to the WWE corporate. This is literally from May 8th, 2002. And it's still on their website. So that's pretty funny. So right here. Wait, this yeah. is on their actual website? Yep, this is corporate.wb.com news company, whatever. And this is from okay. So, so here's another. So uh, WWE Velocity debuts Saturday, May 25th, 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern. On TNN. Well, did they do 7 p.m. in some markets, maybe? So, what? Well, the West Coast, I guess that would have been 7. Right? That's three hours. Yeah, but that doesn't make sense, then. No. So, I don't know. I'm assuming that it must be some markets. I, like you said, I also remember being that late, but regardless, it's moving to the time slot that they want impact on, which is an interesting note nonetheless. Hang on a minute here. Now, there's a review here where Josh Matthews on the September 18th show says that we're getting a little more risque with the new time slot. So they must have shifted. At least shifted in some way, I would would have to assume, right? Yeah. Wow, I don't know. I I never 
I never realized that they may have changed their time slot like that. Hmm. Ever. Very interesting. Let me see. I'm trying to look here on uh, Wikipedia if it ever changed. Uh, I don't see any confirmed time changes. Well, that is quite interesting. Yeah, yeah, I thought I thought it was kind of an interesting note. Yeah. Um, there's some there's some backstage heat going on here too, Bob, which shouldn't really be a surprise to anyone. But uh, there's legit heat between Vince Russo and Jerry Jarrett. Now, when it comes to those two, you always have to be suspicious. I guess that's what Dave says. Um, Jarrett wrote something in his new book which Dave says he has not read yet, but it was about um, reading some of Russo's early scripts and saying they looked like something that was put together by someone on LSD. <laughs> now, Russo found out, and he was upset, both publicly uh, responding, saying that shows why he thinks that the wrestling business is the worst business in the world. He also wrote a private email to Jerry saying that he couldn't understand how one Christian could do that to another Christian. There's fear that Jarrett has been push, pushing things too hard and didn't give him enough time to recover from the heart surgery as he was back in the hospital over the weekend as well. So, a lot going on. <laughs> Some drama. Jerry Jarrett's back in the hospital. Well, I mean, Russo stuff is, like, it's quite a bit at one time. Even yeah. when he's, like, reborn, or however you want to say it. It's just how so. it is, you know? Yeah, I mean, could he maybe have said it in a better way? Sure, but. Right. I thought I actually had another, a separate note about um, Jarrett being in the hospital. Or, yeah, Jerry Jarrett. Oh, yeah. I was actually, I didn't know where it fell, so I kind of had that for next week's note, but I'll just say it now since we kind of just mentioned it. But uh, he was hospitalized over the weekend with an irregular heartbeat, which is similar to the... um, Situation that happened in Nashville where he was slumped into a chair and was rushed to the hospital and needed the triple bypass surgery. Mm. Uh, there were people who remarked uh, of late that he rushed getting back into the swing of things. So, and people were worried about his health. And as we know, Jerry Jarrett, he's still kicking, still doing good here in 2022. So, I mean, obviously, uh, he made it out of this 2004. <laughs> his health issues, not too bad. Yeah, which is always good. We don't want anybody to. No. Pass away far too young. No way. Uh, they are trying to bring in, bring in Terry Funk to insert him into the Dusty Rhodes Vince Russo storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, this would make sense because of the championship committee thing, but, you know, we haven't seen him or Harley race, you know, ever. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I don't, I still don't understand why they would have had him part of the championship committee if there was no like agreement with Terry to ever appear. I I don't know. I, I just, so I, like, unless, they, unless they ask to use their names and then like with the thought in mind of a future appearance. Yeah. But even the future appearance, I'd be like, let's get it in, like in writing where like you have to come. Right. I don't know. It's kind of weird. I don't really get it either, to be honest with you. Yeah. It's just, um, it's just interesting um, booking here. Right. 
Oh, hey, Jerry, uh, uh, you'll be part of the championship committee, but by the way, uh, you don't have to bother coming in, but then we're still going to promote you. And then, hey, by the way, can you come in? And he's like, no. Yeah, no, I'm not going to. So it's like, well, why are we like promoting you? Right. <laughs> right. It's weird, man. I don't know what's going on. We'll see, yeah, I guess, weird. if it ends up happening. Um, we got some uh, bad news here. Uh, or potentially bad news. Because there is a fear that Sanjay Dutt suffered a broken arm working a September 18th Jersey All-Pro show in Broadway, New Jersey. Really? Yeah, he was working a six-man with Jose and Joel Maximo and Amazing Red against himself, Joss Prohibition, and M-Dog 20. Okay, so if he's out for a while, um, I might not even make note of that indie note for a substantial amount of time. So let me look it up. Okay, while you're looking it up, I can tell you what happened, which caused this injury. Okay. Uh, Because he did a Hurricane Rana off the top onto one of the Maximos, but both landed badly. The match was immediately stopped. He was rushed to the hospital, where it was determined that he had suffered a dislocated elbow, which didn't need surgery. So it was more of a scare. So he might still be good. Still, uh, he might need some time off, but it wasn't a break, it seems. All right. So that was on September... 18th. 18th. Okay, so I believe I've reviewed this show. I am not surprised. The seventh anniversary show. All right, so hang on a minute. Live on air, folks. Bob is showing his nerdum. Oh, what the hell was that? Let's go back. Bob's trying to show his nerdum. He can't find it because he's got too many Jersey All Pro reviews. Yeah. I do have a lot of Jersey All Pro. They had some good shows. I believe. Oh, what the? God damn it. Okay. Uh, let's go. 2004. September. And yes, there it is. Okay. So let's see what I reviewed here because I, I feel, I only say, I'm only checking this because I feel like I remember. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Um, okay, so Joel kicked that in the corner. Prohibition uh, is triple team. He comes off the top of the to the mat. The referee is calling for Maddox. His dut looks like he seriously injured his wrist. The bell has sounded, so it looks like the match has come to an abrupt end. And I didn't rate it since it came uh, pretty hmm. to that abrupt end. And it would appear that not a lot. I'd probably say roughly five or six minutes had gone into the match. Before it was uh, wow. called off. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Uh, by the way, I'm going to point out that on that show, there was a ladder match between Jay Lethal and Azrael that went 31 minutes and 16 seconds. And I don't know why I just clicked out of my review, but I remember uh, very much enjoying that match. Hmm. Which I believe you can watch on IWTV. There you go. If you want to spend $9 for a subscription. I, I did the trial of IWTV. You did? Yep. And then I canceled it. I gave it five stars. Wow. 
So that must be a really good ladder match. Well, you know what? It's based off my enjoyment. So if I fucking enjoyed it, I enjoyed it. That's right. That's good shit. Yeah. Um, did you watch anything on your trial? Yeah, I did. I remember, I think it was like an IWA show is why I specifically did it, if I remember correctly. No. I did so? No, no, no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. AIW, I think. AIW, okay. I think that might be why. I truly cannot remember. I'm getting my company mixed up for sure. but There is a lot of W's in there. Yeah, I definitely got it specifically for a show. At least one. And I definitely remember watching more than one thing on it, but... I still want to pay for another streaming service right now, but it's cool. I mean, they got some cool stuff on there, so. Yeah, I really enjoy it. That's where I'm watching my Jeff Jarrett IWA Mid-Sell show. <laughs> now I got to get it again. Um, anyway, moving on. I got some interesting stuff coming up. So uh, This one is fun because they're, remember our friend Hector Garza? We haven't heard about him in a while. Mm-hmm. Well, the situation with him, it unfortunately remains the same. And Garza hasn't produced to them evidence that he was is legally free of his contract with Antonio Pena. This is why we haven't seen Hector Garza at all in TNA. Pena had threatened to sue TNA, claiming that Garza was under contract to him if they continued to use him after he went to CMLL. The Jarrett's are trying to put a deal together with CMLL since the AAA deal fell through to go along with the IWA deal uh, just completed. So... Yeah, politics. That's yeah, all I got to say about yeah, I guess, that's all I got to say about that. Uh, this is an interesting one, Bob. Uh, we've heard this a couple times now, but Russ Rollins, uh, who is the local DJ of the Florida-based Monsters of the Morning radio show, which is syndicated throughout the Southeast, he was he's supposed to wrestle uh, in TNA. This is what the thing. Well, his debut has been moved to the September twenty-eighth Orlando tapings. And he would be teaming with his trainer, Mark Miro, who would be going back to using the Johnny B. Bad gimmick. Now, Miro, who previously hadn't wanted to get back involved in wrestling, sounded excited on the radio on September 20th when he was talking about them coming back. Hmm. So, there's that. (laughs) Uh, He sounded excited? That's what they say. It's got to be a dark match, right? I would have to assume. Why are they going to put Radio DJ on air? Yeah. Right? Well, I mean, WCW did that with Man Cow, so. Dude, I hate Man Cow. And you watch the old shows, and it's like, here's Man Cow versus Jimmy Hart. I'm like, oh, God, why are we doing this? I think they did it twice. At least twice. I definitely remember seeing it at least twice. It makes me very sad. Yeah, and it was only when they were, like, in Chicago. Because he was like a Chicago DJ. It's yeah, they need to stop with that. Yeah. Um, okay, this last grouping of notes is, uh, I believe, pretty pretty all related. So I'm just going to go from the top to the bottom, even though the top part is probably the more exciting thing. But just in case it repeats itself or anything, uh, Sean Waltman has told friends that he is coming in with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Now let's just say if they are in. For more than one shot, it will create a very interesting political dynamic. Uh, Dave goes on to say that whenever Nash's name has come up about coming in, as it has several times, while it's a move you can understand them making because they need star power, it carries great risk to Jarrett. The feeling has been among many in the company that Jarrett has tried to keep 
those with more star power than him out, unless it's to work specifically with him for a short period, as opposed to being weekly regulars, like Sting, or the plans for Hogan and Savage. Nash is a political animal, and in the long run, since you know things aren't going to draw just because of the state of the industry right now, people will point fingers and eventually Nash's finger will point at Jarrett. We'll see if Nash gets his own finger, his own one finger touch deal. So, and kind of bouncing off of that further, the decision hasn't been made whether the outsiders will align with Jarrett against Russo or align with Russo as baby faces against Jarrett. But I'd guess the former, because it would give Jarrett the cool rub by association. The only problem is, I don't see where they have the strong enough baby faces to make it work. Even if Abyss goes full-fledged face, if they put someone like AJ Styles or AMW or even like Jeff Hardy in with Hall Nash, they're either going to sell them in a way where they're making fun of them by selling or not selling at all, and basically make them seem even less competent, which is death for a modern face. Well, I uh, I kind of I tend I tend to agree with the dynamics here um, because they don't really have guys like of the same size of Nash and Hall. I mean, sure you have Monty Brown, that would be believable. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like Jeff Hardy is a tough one. AJ's certainly a tough one. But I mean, their their offense. Of like kicks and stuff like that, that would work. But like, could you picture Jeff Hardy scoop slamming Kevin Nash? No, probably not. No. Um, if AJ did his just his aerial moves, I mean, that would probably work. Um, but visually, I would say right now, as the roster is constructed, it'd be a little tough to buy into it. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Well, we'll see what happens going forward. We've, we've been hearing these rumors enough. It almost makes it seem like it's a for sure thing. Right. Because, I mean, when you're hearing it every week, it's, it's more than just, oh, yeah, Terry Funk, by the way, he might come in. It's like, okay, cool. Is it going to happen? Who knows? Um, and I got two more things that, once again, are sort of kind of all related in the same thing. Uh, and that's that no man event has officially been decided for that November 7th show. But the original plan of a two-match Jarrett versus Monty Brown series is being second-guessed. Nobody has officially said that, but the feeling is that they don't think Brown has enough of a name to be on top without more exposure. And Day says that they're right. Uh, the match they were pushing on TV this week is the Jeff Hardy-Jeff Jarrett rematch, which they mentioned on the last show, that they're going to promise that Jeff Hardy's going to get that rematch, and they keep like teasing it. Um, with no real talk about Monty Brown at all. And as we, we've already known this, but there's the plan for the P.D. Williams versus A.J. Styles X Division title match, and that's uh, being planned for the pay-per-view. Okay. Is this where I point something out here that would make no sense to what was stated there or what? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. They've lost roughly half their viewership in three weeks with the name draw being Jeff Jarrett against Jeff Hardy. There you go. And you're going to sit there, not you, obviously, but you know they're going to sit there and say that Monty Brown's not a main event or whatever level name because of the exposure. Well, the exposure you're giving somebody that has that alleged 
star power in Jeff Hardy, for instance, uh, isn't helping. And I'm more than willing to say that the dynamic here, I would probably have it fall more on Jeff Jarrett. I mean, he is the champion. Right. So, I mean, that's where you, that's where a lot of the blame goes. I mean, Jeff, and as you were noting here with Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and Sean Wallman coming in, and Jarrett has like actively tried to avoid having people come in with greater star power than him um, because he's self-aware that if he, these other guys came in to be champion and more people were viewing it, that would kind of cement him as being uh, like a mid, upper mid-card guy, and that's all he is, which right. I think that is all that he truly is, which isn't bad. I mean, hey, being a U.S. champion or IC champion, that's great. But sometimes you're not the main draw. Right. I think that's all, all very fair to say. Yeah. And I mean, not for like a long time. Like if, if Jeff Jarrett is the champion for a year and a half, that's just nuts, which right. has almost pretty much been the case for the last two and a half years, except for like a month reign here for Ron Killings or, you know, eight weeks of AJ Styles. It's mostly been Jeff Jarrett. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's like really frustrating how they how Monty Brown is looked at at this time. I feel like especially because once again we mentioned it last week or the week before, but he's featured almost every single show, and he looks good. He taught. He's got good promos. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm starting to think that it's at in some way here is that Monty Brown is seen as a legitimate threat to people's spots. Uh, that could definitely be a thing. I definitely could see that being a thing. I think Monty Brown has more charisma than Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Um, he certainly has more charisma than Jeff Jarrett. Um, and I, the way that he, he does his promos is that it, they're entertaining, and they're entertaining to a point where you like Monty Brown. Because you're like, I want to hear what this guy says. And he's a badass. He goes in the ring, and he fucking pounces people over the ropes. Yeah, it's awesome. Right. So, like, why wouldn't you want to see that? I'm surprised they haven't utilized him more of, like, in a Goldberg role. Yeah, that's a good point. We did find out he's undefeated in singles, though. Well, besides the Hardy thing now. He lost to Jeff. Jeff was his first, like, big singles loss. (laughs) Right. So, it's just just bizarre. Some of the stuff they they do with him. With him, with Mario Brown specifically, it is just bizarre. Yeah, I uh, I agree with you definitely. Um, I got one more note here about the pay per view, and then we can talk about Explosion. Oh, it's back! Explosion's back, baby. Last week we didn't have Explosion talk because I don't know what happened, but um, Las Vegas is out as a location for the first pay per view uh, for the reasons that we actually mentioned last week, which was uh, it was the first choice, but they found out about the hockey game the night before at the the Orleans. Um, they didn't have adequate setup time, so the decision is supposed to be made this week. And the top choices are either Norfolk or Fort Hood, Texas, in both cases, with the attempt to draw a rowdy military crowd since they'll almost surely let servicemen in free. Well, there you go. Right. So we will see what happens with that and where that pay-per-view takes place. I'm looking forward to it. But... Before that, I got a dark match. 
and I got explosion tapings. And so what I will say is, for, well, first off, I need to start a new document for this because it's getting way too long. But, but secondly, uh, the dark match took place before, and then the explosion taping happened after impact taping. So keep that in mind. Okay. Uh, Andy Douglas and Chase Stevens defeated Bruce Steele and Rod Steele, and that was the dark match. That was not explosion. So that just happened right before the show. Now I'm just going to open up my other tab here just to make sure. So this explosion aired on September 25th. And it featured the following matches. Alex Shelley, Michael Shane, and Frankie Kazarian defeated Amazing Red, Chris Sabin, and Mikey Bats. D-Ray 3000 and Sharkboy defeated Romero and Roderick Strong. It just says Romero. Do I have any more context to that? Let me see. Is it Rocky? Oh, sorry. It's, um, it's Romeo. My bad. Romeo, okay. So he wrote just Romeo, but yes, it's Kid Romeo. So my apologies with that. Kid Cash in Dallas defeated Brian Gamble and Lex Levette. He's never going to get that one against Jared, man. Never. I'm waiting for him. Uh, and AJ Styles defeated Bobby Roode in the main event of Explosion. That sounds like a really good Explosion. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that they're going to start picking up a little bit. <laughs> and, and so that's why I said kind of keep it in mind that it's after Impact because, I mean, a, t- a bunch of those people aren't going to know any of the people anyways since they're obviously like the 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 crowd from the park but like sure you're keeping i mean if i can do a taping and that i knew that explosion potentially featured uh aj styles or bobby Roode, i'm sticking on i'm sticking around i'm staying well i'm i wonder if they promote these tapings as a two-hour taping you have one for impact and mm-hmm. one for explosion i feel like they have to right uh, that's what i would do yeah i'd have to assume um, but I guess that's pretty much it. I got one more note that we'll talk about during the show. Uh, that's a pretty quick one, just because I figured I'd throw it in there. But besides that, we're off for the races, Bob. Uh, should I uh, talk about more of this Brian Turner updates? I feel like it's been a while since I said anything. We could do it. We could do a quick Brian Turner update. Why not? I don't even know the last time I said anything about this i'll just grab just grab a couple of them uh what are some of the good most recents okay so we'll go yeah we'll do that uh so the last well the context of us doing this this the date that we're recording this is august 28th so when you're hearing this september 24th he's probably got way more you're gonna have to surprise scroll uh for about three weeks uh, and and find these things, but uh, interesting ones here. AJ Styles against Eddie Golden in a ladder match for NWA Wildside Hardcore Hell, Cornelia, Georgia, April sixteenth, two thousand. The runtime for that is eighteen minutes and forty five seconds. That could be pretty good. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Uh, Rick Michaels, Chase Stevens, USA Championship Wrestling, Nashville, Tennessee Fairgrounds, February second, two thousand two. There is a Apparently, a near or probably over a half hour because there's, there's a two parter. Air Paris, Chris Harris, Tojo Memorial match from June 10th, 2000. Uh, the first one's 2918, and then a few, couple days later, he added the last five minutes in a different post. So that's like a two parter. 
Uh, Kiwi, Alan Funk against Chris Harris, USA Championship Wrestling, Nashville, Tennessee Fairgrounds, 2001. And yes, it looks like he is playing the Kiwi character in that match. Oh, Randy shit. Orton taking on Jason Lee, USA Championship Wrestling, Nashville, Tennessee Fairgrounds, 2001. A rare Randy Orton independent That's uh, outing. Uh, here's an explosion one, Glenn Gilberti. That's right, the man that is body shaming people on Twitter. Taking on Scotty Saber on Explosion back on March 29th, 2003. Uh, here's another one I get. Uh, this is from May 28th, 2004. The tag team called Booty Call taking on Suicidal Youth, USWO Wrestling Late Night TV, Madison, Tennessee. Uh, I've noticed a lot of matches between uh, those two teams, I think. So I might have to check those out because I feel like if they're having a bunch of matches against each other, they must be doing pretty good. Uh, let's see here. Doug Gilbert against Brian Christopher inside of a steel cage. USA Wrestling TV, Nashville, Tennessee Fairgrounds, January 12th, 2002. Jerry Lawler and Mike Rapata against Terry Taylor and Bill Dundee. NWA main event, Nashville, Tennessee, August 2000. Adam Jacobs against uh, Cowboy James Storm. USA Championship Wrestling, June 23rd, 2001. And then the last one that I even know this, who are in the matches here. Uh, Air Paris, once again, against Chris Harris, who had Justice, also known as Abyss, in his corner. NWA Wrestling, Nashville, Tennessee Fairgrounds. February 17th, 2001. So quite the mix, as you can see. If you yeah. haven't heard about his page before, you can see that he's got quite the mix of different matches. Legends, uh, young stars at the time, TNA guys. I mean, just everything. Yeah, there's another one, Air Paris against Elix Skipper, NWA Worldwide. That was from April 2000. So that is literally a couple of months before Elix Skipper is a regular on WCW television. That's pretty cool. That's insane. Because I think he's a regular by like July. So uh, there's another explosion, Abyss, taking on Manny LaDuke, August 2nd, 2003. Dude, Manny LaDuke. Now listen, all I'm going to say is, Brian Turner, if you are listening, if there's any way that you have any Mr. Spa Fitness matches... That you got your hands That's on. That's like Hawaii, isn't it? Bob, I'm just, he's got all this other stuff. Maybe Mr. Spa Fitness came to Tennessee <laughs> for a run. I mean, Mr. Spa Fitness is like, he's very elusive. We've only seen a, about a five second clip of him taking a suplex or, or a slam yeah. in like a video. Right. But he's got one of the best wrestling names I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, you're ridiculous. Uh, I think the last one I'm going to say here, and I can't remember if I said it. I might have, but it's another explosion. Frankie Kazarian against Seth Delay, August 2nd, 2003. I know I said the uh, Delirious and uh, Mikey, or Mad Mikey, because I remember saying like Delirious looks really thin. So I think we're caught up. There we go. For uh, the updates here on uh, Brian Turner. So. Cool. All right. Let's get into... Our our scheduled programming here. The September 24th, 2004 edition of NWATNA Impact. The runtime is approximately 45 minutes, 21 seconds. If you want to watch along with us, head over to the Impact Plus app. Or you can find it in your own personal collection. 
and uh, we will kind of uh, react, live react, to uh, what is going to be happening. So I'm going to count down from three, and when I say play, that is when we are going to start the show. So here we go. Three, two, one, play. This is TNA. The new face of professional wrestling. The greatest five-second intro ever. So freaking cool. We got challengers are lining up. The decision is drawing closer. Got it showing Abyss, Monty Brown, Raven, Jeff Hardy. Oh, or will it be someone from the outside? From Stage 21, Universal Studios. It's total nonstop action wrestling. That's right. They still got the shitty song. They're going to learn one of these days. They got to make this more exciting. I hate this song. At least it's quick, I guess. Wait, are we immediately going into yeah another highlight package? They're just showing Jeff Jarrett. Okay. And Pyro. So Missouri State in Canada. I don't know what this is about. More pictures of the tunnel, impact Florida. I mean, this is really a fir- our first true impact without the weekly pay-per-view supporting it. Bob, we're just seeing a, a weird video package here that I'm not quite sure what's happening. I think it's just highlighting TNA. Is it new? Yeah, this is definitely new. But we already had, like, our weird, shitty intro song. I'm wondering if they're doing this because this is our true first impact without a supporting pay-per-view with it, essentially. Last week, you can't, um, you can't are they really... showing Are they showing potential challengers? Well, they just showed the Team Canada and stuff, too, though. Oh. We might have actually seen this. We might have saw this I last week. I think we week. did. Didn't we at the end of last week? Yeah, like yeah. Or something like that? Yeah, yeah because I remember him playing the Universal sign. Yeah, so it's kind of just highlighting the talent. They were like, that was a good package. Show it again. Listen, we got to do what we got to do, you know? Yeah, Welcome def- to the Terradome. Yeah, this is something that we definitely saw already. Oh, yeah, because it hit, yeah. Okay, so we have at least three minutes here to kill <laughs> and talk about something because... Good thing I took a piss before. Uh, <laughs> that would be So, Bob, they, uh, interesting note, too, is that they essentially said in the beginning of the um, highlight package here, it was like, hey, the challengers are lining up. Is it going to be Monty Brown? Is it going to be Jeff Hardy? Or is it going to be someone from the outside? So to me, that essentially removes the Raven from the abyss, even though they keep showing them. It almost sounds like they're... What is this? Larry Zabisco coming out. James Storm and Chris Harris falling behind. There might have been even more behind him. Look at that Jeff Hyderit signing. Those are good drawings. Oh, yeah, and Triple X. Oh, okay. So this is interesting because we have our tag team champions and their respective partners, of course. For some reason, they don't look happy, though. Hey, look, they added stuff to the tunnel. Yes. That's definitely from the pay-per-view stage. 
This is such a weird look. Harris with the title, Skipper with the title, and James Storm and Daniels are just there. Right. Oh, wait. Zabisco's got something to say. Big things are happening in TNA. Mr. Russo's not here tonight. Oh. oh, he's having meetings with number one contenders to face Jeff Jarrett at Victory Road, November 7th. Yeah. We- <laughs> Dusty Rhodes is here, unfortunately. <laughs> Zabisco's stunned because they keep grabbing him. He's like, listen. Give me one good reason why you can't make this match. Same reason he gave him all afternoon. He's not throwing tradition out the window because you guys want something. This is not a democracy. This is the professional wrestling business. There you go. Sounds about right. You're a champion. You're a champion. Oh, Whoa. these two champions against these two wrestlers. So Skipper and Harris versus Storm and Daniels. Okay, Larry. You... Oh, shit. Skipper goes, I'm going to show you who the weakest link on your team is. Because <laughs> he's going to beat James Storm. Well, that's kind of silly because uh, Chris Harris is on his team. Well, oh, yeah. So. <laughs> so he almost is kind of talking about himself. Maybe that right. was foreshadowing, dude. Maybe that was on purpose. Uh, Jerome right. Clark is coming out here now. like Jarrell Clark. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Jarrell, Jarrell Clark, uh, he teamed up with Mikey Bats back on September 18th to win the NWA Florida Tag Team Championships when he de- when they defeated Justice and Mikey Tenderfoot for NWA Florida against all odds. Against all odds. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? Yeah. Here goes Petey Williams. Uh, looks like he's just the opponent, and he has all of Team Canada over <laughs> side. I can only imagine what will happen. Probably nothing bad. And guess what? Speaking of Petey Williams, he uh, competed for NWA Mid-South the past couple of days. September 18th, he lost the IWA Mid-South Championship to Eric Cannon in a Ted Petty Invitational quarterfinal match at the Ted Petty Invitational Night 2. And then on September 19th, he teamed up with Bobby Roode to win the BCW Can-Am Tag Team Championships when they defeated Eddie Venom and Nate Matson in Windsor, Ontario, Canada. Wow. Uh, Bob, I do have some bad news, though, for you. What? Uh, we only have 450 people again inside the Impact Zone. Well, I, I'm really curious to see when it's... Uh, you know, however many they can fit in there, like consistently. Yeah, it's I. Once again, I think it's important to know it's you know hurricane season. Um, right. So that's happening a lot, <laughs> but just as disappointing to see. So we do have Eric Young, Johnny Devine, Bobby Roode, and Scott Demore all ringside. Which is kind of unusual. I don't feel like in a singles match, usually they all come out like this. So it is kind of interesting. Well, he is a champion. Maybe they're just, yeah, they're just supporting him. It's like a boxer. 
He's got to have his his crew yeah. in. Yeah. I don't think Petey's ready for Jarrell Clark. The thing is that Jarrell Clark could probably be. He could he could fight Petey for the title. This should just be a title match. Well, this is non-title, isn't it? No, I know. I'm saying it could be. Oh. Oh, nice elbow. Scoop. Scoop. Slam. Slam. And off the rope. And uh, jumps over. Oh, yeah. And oh, Hanson boots all. He lands on his feet as Petey William moves. Ducks the clothesline by Williams. Oh, but the hockey stick to the foot. He gets distracted. Williams turns him around. Oh, I don't. Even, I hate that fucking move. I don't Bob. like that move either, dude. It just doesn't make sense. That move sucks. It's like a re- it, again. It's like a reverse DET, but then he flips them forward into like a a sit out wheelbarrow. It's just weird. We're taking a commercial break here. Seven minutes, forty one seconds left in the match, and we come back five minutes, six seconds. I doubt he's been in a chin lock for two minutes. You never know. Nope, so now, during the break, break, okay, so they actually did do stuff during the break. I was just going to ask you, do you think that they just edit the time with the commercial and just tell them, hey, go go five minutes and it's going to look like you went ten? But no, look at this. They they were doing stuff during the break. Blair Reeve ringside and Bobby Roode is grabbing Gerald Clark and Scott DeMore laid some punches in. Suplex. Oh, going for a few of them here. Oh, no. Back suplex? Suplex and then a back suplex. Dude, I love the little pieces of the old entrance that they put over there around the tunnel. They're perfect. They're, like, circular, so they, like, mirror the the tunnel pretty nicely. Yeah. Back to the ever-devastating chin lock in the X Division match. I love it. And he's using his arm as, you know, to kind of choke him a little bit there, too. Elbow, elbow. Breaks free, comes off the ropes, says Clark. Clothesline. Heel kick. Oh, he gets, he gets dumped to the apron, Petey. Not realizing it. Draw Clark, springboard. Spinning elbow. Wow, devastating. Oh, pump handle. Oh, like back suplex. Forearms uh, divine off the apron. Eric Young on the other side. He gets knocked down. TNA will be matching donations to the fund through the weekend for the TNA Lyman uh, Fund. They have a website at the bottom of the screen. Look at that. That's so Uh, nice of them. He's signaling for the end. Oh, Destroyer. That's fucking devastating. He's, He's done. One, two, three. You can watch the best of the heavyweights, dude. September 29th. Featuring Jeff Jarrett versus AJ Styles. That's and funny. The best of the heavyweights in AJ Styles isn't a heavyweight. In a cage match. Abyss for Sabu. The King of the Mountain match. <clears throat> nice. Petey Williams. And look, they cut off. The, they didn't even finish the scroll at the bottom. I don't know what else is happening. King of the Mountain match was the next one. I know, but they were just saying all the names. What if I never knew what happened? And they're, I'm like, wait, who else is in it? Well, then I guess you'd have to tune in to find out. That's a good point. AJ Styles video package here. We are 11 minutes, 42 seconds into the show. 
Or you could just go on uh, <clears throat> the internet and probably find it, too. I don't have internet here in 2004, I don't think. You didn't have internet in 2004? No, I probably did. I'm just, what if I didn't? Well, I oh, I gotta have Sting pointing to Styles, dude. He's getting the rub. The rub. The rub. I am, I am. Coming up next, it's the three life crew in the house. Yeah, the most over babyface act, apparently. Can't wait. My favorite thing is that. Oh, wait, hold on. Oh, this is just the best heavyweight thing. Um, my favorite thing is BG James, current day, uh, who keeps, like, uh, why won't AEW hire me? Why won't AEW hire me? Okay, I'm going to be actually helping out backstage at uh, Impact's Emergence. Tune in. Oh, I just got hired back by WWE. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, isn't it crazy how that works? Dude. Uh, yeah, I've been I've been really enjoying that, like, journey. That is the type of guy that I don't think I would trust. There's probably a reason why you didn't get hired. What do we got yeah, here? I, mean, I just I would not trust a guy that's like that. Who is it? Is that Ian Ron? Mike Hannigan and Marcus Dillon. Okay. Uh, well, this is some debuts. I well, Marcus Dillon is the guy in the purple. Yep, MD right on his chest. Yeah, so I appreciate that. I can figure it out. They're taking on Ron Killings and Conan. B Jizzle. Do I, this is the version I like. I was trying to look up the lyrics for this, and I could only find it for the other song. I was going to read them on air one day. My favorite song is uh, Get Rowdy. That's the other version, isn't it? Isn't that the WWF one? Oh, maybe it's that one. I get rowdy, about to lose control. No, oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. No, no, I, don't, I get rowdy. Yeah, and then like Road Dog is a rapper guy. It's great. Well, what's the what's the name of the song we just heard? Because they have Beware. That's the other one, though. Oh my God, Jeff Hardy's in the crowd. You see that? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know their, the titles of their songs. Or is it doing the damn thing? Or thing? Oh, hey, yeah. All right, hold on. I'm looking it up. Maybe. Hannigan and Dylan uh, here. They so we got Hannigan a, starting off with Conan. They should have had an album here. So Hannigan here, he is like a mix between Ian Rotten and like a biker version of CM Punk. It's kind of driving me nuts here. His hair is similar to like Raven. His face reminds me of Ian Rotten, and then he's kind of dressed up like CM Punk in The Gathering, if he was wearing not basketball shorts. Wow, Bob, but this is really funny. What? Um, the Two Life Crew, which is like, I know, I guess I never really heard of them. It makes sense why the name is this now. They also have a song called Do the Damn Thing. So now I really can't find the Three Life Crew one. Oh, wait. Three Life Crew lyrics? No, I don't want... See, Beware is the only thing that comes up. Ron Killing is just a top rope leg drop to Mr. Hannigan. And now he's getting tied up like a pretzel by Conan.
killings in now and just slaying some punches. I like the purple camo a lot. Big fan. Oh, yeah, do the hump. He's got to do the hump before the power slam. Ready? There you boom, go. boom. I'm surprised they're letting that happen on Fox Sports tonight. Going for the cover. One, two, kick out by Hannigan. Uh, we are already uh, 16 minutes and 15 seconds into the show. Or if you're like me, right about now is 29 minutes left in the show. We're flying. Come on, Dylan. See, okay, I got the lyrics for Beware, but it's like not the same. But you know what? In uh, in the spirit of Icopod, during this Three Life Crew match, let's read some Three Life Crew lyrics. Oh. Okay. Even though I think the match is about to be done. so Is on. Killings doing a pedigree? Kind of. Oh, he, he did with a split. Okay, three. Okay, we'll hold the lyrics for another Three Life Crew match. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure that'll be coming soon. Don't worry, folks. We will sing Beware. That is uh, quite interesting that he's doing a pedigree. Is that, is that uh, like in the Midnight Wars, is that considered a shots fired? Maybe. Okay, we're back what to if the Triple H did a, What if he did a pedigree with a split? He definitely could. As a response, that'd be pretty funny. We keep having, like, weird video packages for separate, like, stars. Well, now it's Jeff Hardy. Yeah. And all he's, all, well, at least to start off, all it was was having his arms out and his head tilted, like, what? But now we're seeing Whisper in the Wind, some Swampons, a powerbomb to Kid Romeo. Him inside of a bar at night. Yeah. Like a club. It looked like sitting in a booth alone, backwards in a chair. Like, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? It's the adult version of Saved by the Bell. Uh-oh. So instead of a burger joint, he's at a nightclub. Jeff Jarrett steps into the impact zone next. I better take a sip of my coffee. I'm going to need it for that. Did you make that at home, or did you buy it? Made it at home. It's, it's too early to go out, dude. Come on. We're recording this at 6.30 in the morning. We got that well, Victory Road uh, highlight package here, which is probably going to give me goosebumps again. Oh. Victory Road, a brave new world. Sunday, November yeah, 7th. Epic event. So he's not sure who the next number one contender is. How about you bring in some outsiders? And he did smirk and they zoomed in on that. Or did I beat you to the punch? You will never ever forget the name of Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> Jamming out to my world. My world, my world. My world. I like Chosen <laughs> better. No, dude, my world's wicked good. Ch -ch 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 Chosen one. 
Well, here he comes. He's not in wrestling gear. <laughs> that side's awesome. He's not that wait, muscular. Wait a second. This side doesn't have the cool entrance, so the faces get the cool entrance and the heels don't. Yeah. Wait, that's hilarious. <laughs> Why is it like that? Well, because the heels shouldn't have the cool entrance. Why would they? Well, have... they kind of have the lines on the side, right? Those black like lines. That's not on the other side. I don't know. Just Everyone's chaining Hardy. Yeah, I wonder who the fans want as number one contender. I don't know. Oh, there, there's Hardy right there. Oh my god! There's, there's another one. Oh my! What the heck? Then Lita was next to him. I knew. I knew you were gonna say that. It was basically Jeff, Matt, and Lita in that order. If you're watching along, yeah. Team Extreme here at Impact Wrestling. Or, sorry, TNA Wrestling. On Impact. I'm tired of waiting. I'm tired of waiting. I need to know right now. Wait, look at what's in his mouth. A toothpick. It's a toothpick. Could it be a reference to an outsider? He had to take it out. He can't talk with it. (laughs) (laughs) What would be a shout-out to Kevin Nash? Because that's a tease, obviously, for Scott Hall. If he pulls out, a, pulls out a Glock. A Glock? Yeah, remember the picture of him with the gun? Oh. Come on. Um, Kevin Nash, uh, maybe coming out in a wheelchair with a fake uh, cast on it and then standing up. One of my all-time favorite Kevin Nash gifts. That was good. He still got the pick, the toothpick in his hand though. Yeah, he does. Does he throw it at the? Oh! It, uh... <laughs> he said he taking an outsider. He threw the toothpick at the camera. He did. He did. And he paused for about five seconds. I throw an out. I fight an outsider. Yeah. Gotta drive it home, you know. Wait, wait, wait. He just said Russo get out of that meeting, but they already said Russo's not in the building. Okay. Even the ego maniac Dusty Rhodes. He just wants to talk to someone to get him a number one contender. He doesn't seem to care who it is. Damn, dude, they're plugging the date on this guy. If you'll ever forget the date of Victory Road, you're fucked up. Yeah. Oh, oh. Ooh, wow. here he comes. Notice the tunnel he's coming out of the heel side. Yep. For the record, he's not a heel though. Because I don't have any reason to boo this man. I know. None. Love the the fur leopard print jacket. Oh, come on, security. Fucking hate Don Harris, dude. How long is Don Harris employed here? I don't know. A while? <laughs> he just did the noise in his entrance. Welcome to the Serengeti. The alpha male is your answer. He's your next opponent. <gasps> confirmed. And alpha male monkey bond confirmed.
Don't worry about Raven. And don't worry about, and then he says, he says Jeff Hardy, and he does the dance. And he does the abyss taunt with like a goofy face. Don't worry about that constipated abyss. That's hilarious. Mike Posey's like, bro, do not do this right now. Look at the guy behind him. Shocked. Oh, he's I about cut to him do up. He's about to say he's one pounce away. Ronnie Brown, you just don't get it, do you? You're a joke. An ex-jock that didn't make it in the NFL. Probably should stop saying that. Do we have to keep bringing that up? You're a double-A ball player. Trying to make it in the major leagues. Well, see, I would just say, Jeff Jarrett, you're somebody that didn't make it in the big two. <clears throat> Because look at you now. You had to make your own wrestling promotion to be relevant. Oh, he slapped him. Or pie-faced him. Oh, he's mad. Look at him, look at the camera. He's pissed. Oh, okay, this is the first time Monty Brown has laid hands on Jeff Jarrett. Security is doing an absolute horrendous job. Oh, shit. Jeff, Hart, Jeff Jarrett is getting way too many hits on. There we go. Monty Brown's out. Come on, dude. This has got to be the main event, right? Okay, here comes Dusty Rhodes. It's broken down here at the impact zone. What was there the we point go. Dusty coming out. To be like, what are you doing? Abyss steps into the impact zone next. Uh-oh. Zabisco and Dusty out here. The crowd's chanting for Hardy. Oh, boy. You can't hijack the show. Yes, he can. He can do whatever he wants. He's Dusty Rhodes. Let me tell you what I can do. The tower power to sweet to be sour. The reason I'm here is Abisco. You guys on the championship committee has got this thing so messed up. He wants Jeff Hardy to get the return match. Zabisco saying you shouldn't be here. You're messing up the show. Don Harris making sure he's in the shot to stop Dusty. Of course. Oh, next week, another member of the championship committee will be here. Oh, Dusty said you're talking about Terry Funk. The rumors may be true, Bob. Oh, let's see, I feel like we shouldn't be doing that if we don't have them for sure. If oh, okay, Dallas. If there's if this is false advertisement,
Wow. Okay, we're seeing a video package here for Abyss. I'm going to give you my note that I got because it's related to Abyss while we while we uh, await for his match. Um, and it's actually kind of about Goldilocks, Bob. Oh. Uh, well, she's done for now, if not for good. Really? Uh, the September 8th deal with Abyss was scheduled to be her blow-off to begin with. But then she got on everyone's bad side because she refused to do much of anything in the blow-off. She refused to take a choke slam, a black hole slam, or a rack drop. And then finally uh, got her to agree to take a weak-looking backbreaker, a hold that hadn't been put over at all, really. And here comes uh, Frankie Capone, by the way, for for Abyss. <laughs> Uh, there is possibility that she'll be brought back for a new role, but everyone was talking about it like it was the end for her. Well, I mean, she had very uh, viable like, reasons to not right. want to do any of those moves. I don't blame her. Yeah, I don't either. If you're not comfortable taking a move, then you don't take it. When you're not even a wrestler to begin when with. You're not a tra- yeah, you're not a trained wrestler. The only one I could maybe see being um, the lesser of the evils is the Black Hole Slam, just because I feel like Abyss could probably control that more. I I think Abyss could definitely control it more with uh, someone like Goldilocks, but but yeah. but still, like I'm not gonna even I'm not gonna knock her for not wanting to do it. Right. So, uh, Abyss and Frankie Capone here, this is not Capone's debut. He fought Jeff Jarrett in a match where Jeff Jarrett didn't even let Capone get out of the tunnel fully <laughs> before he attacked him. So, uh, we haven't really seen him do anything. <laughs> he literally attacked him. And I guess it looks like we might not see a lot here because here comes the shock treatment, Bob. And that was even oh. a nastier looking one than normal because usually he's like up more on the side on his back. And this time he was yeah. just flat across his back. Poor Frankie Capone. And there's the black hole slam. Poor Capone. Uh, I was going to ask you about Capone's uh, indie run here, but never mind. I don't even know if I would want to waste my time figuring that out. No, you don't. I was just mostly doing it as a joke, but. He did have uh, an interesting like attire. Uh, Entrance wise. Hold on a second. What? Whoa. Okay, you want to fucking blow your mind right now? Go on. Wait, we actually might have mentioned this already, now that I think about it, but... Uh, he wrestled on Impact on January 21st, 2022. Frankie Capone did. Yeah, and you it, did. You did mention I did in that nine-on-one nine handicap match? What the heck? Yeah, you did mention that. Okay, what the frick? I do remember that. Looks like we got that very interesting tag team match up next. He uh, he still wrestles like today. Capone. He literally wrestled a few days ago. That's insane. For WWN. He is uh, he's a regular for NWA Florida, so that would make sense. And it looks like CCW. He's he's there quite often as well. Hmm. He he also I just saw where did it go? He fought Chase Stevens to a no contest in November of 2021 for Lariato Pro, hmm. which I believe is 
I believe that's Don Gallo's promotion. He uh, he gets signed and he was in Deep South Wrestling. I don't or was know. that just like him? Oh, dude, working? he wrestled on Talking Shop Mania too. Okay, so he's definitely, and he wrestles a lot in Lariato Pro. So he's definitely, I would assume, decent friends at least with Gallows. He's got to be. Right. He fought for, uh, Eddie Kingston in 2019. Dude's got quite an interesting... And now, we, by the way, just have another highlight package, so you guys aren't missing nothing here. Dude, Lex Levette in 2018. Are you shitting me? We had a I Battle of the man. Impact or the TNA Enhancement Talent. That's Look at funny. this weird shit. Wait a second. Why is America's Most Wanted coming out together when they're about to fight each other? Yeah. Yeah, why are they doing that? This is bizarre. This is oh. so stupid. For the purpose of the ring entrances, they're coming out together. He also fought Effie. Okay, I'm done looking at Frank. This is like getting too interesting, so I gotta stop. <clears throat> X, X, X. X, X, come on. Oh, Why are they yeah. acting as if these guys wouldn't fight each other? Because it's their partner, dude. They don't want to fight their yeah, partner. Didn't they, like, they had a feud for a minute in 2003 where they actually, like, had to fight each other, didn't they? Maybe. And that wasn't even for the tag team titles. This is. What an interesting match this is about to be. They're standing as if they're still going to be just fighting on their own team, but. Yeah, yeah. This is not a tag team total match. They're trying to tell him, like, go on your side. Come on, Charles. Make him do it. Oh, look, prime, prime time goes right after James Storm. They're starting us off. Wait a second. Is this a title match? It's a 30-minute time limit. Yeah, it's for the tag titles. Oh, wow. I totally missed that. Whoa. Sabisco <laughs> is, is like, you guys are going to uh, rustle these guys. Yeah. Oh wow! Okay, thirty-minute time limit. Then I guess we do have a tag team title match. I did. I guess I missed a missed a, missed that part. So, do you, does your does your team get them back, or do you, is it we sticking with the weird teams here? It's definitely the weird teams. This isn't a situation where like if Skipper wins, like it's him and Daniels. There's no way. Well, I feel like they would have had to tell us that. Storm taking control of primetime atomic drop inverted and comes back with a clothesline. Tags and Harris. Oh boy. Oh get him. Harris. Oh no. Storm's like, nah, fuck that. And he tags Daniels in. There's no windy notes for this match, just in case if anybody thinks I would dare forget. No, you would not. You would not. I've learned my lesson. Until next week when I forget. 
but that's okay. Harris into the ropes, shoulder block on the injured shoulder of Daniels. Off the ropes again, leapfrog. Oh. Catches Daniels, set out powerbomb. He doesn't go for the cover. What are you trying to do? You got to win. Come on, Harris. Off the rope. Oh, I got a nice little heel kick. Oh, don't worry. Oh, boy. Do you think they would do that? Uh, We're out of time. In this specific match, no. Do I think that's going to happen eventually? Yeah, I do. I I think it's going to happen, too. And then we're going to have to, like, find it. They probably post it online, so we probably got to just, like, find it. Well, here's the thing. If they were to do that, just start the next show with that footage. Don't even do an opening. Just start it off. We're we're watching the conclusion of the tag team title match or whatever. If you're following along at home here, we're at 36 minutes, 55 seconds. So, yeah, that's right. Could we go potentially 20 minutes over and go off air and hit 20 minutes of this match on next week's show? Yeah, we could. I'll tell you right now. I would have pretty much no interest in seeing these two teams wrestle for 27 more minutes. Get out of here. You're being dramatic now. <clears throat> no, I'm not. If it were the regular tag teams, yeah, okay, I'd think about it. But having them on both on, you know, opposite sides, no. Uh, it creates an interesting dynamic. No. Okay, well, we went to commercial. We're back with 24 minutes. We do got to remember, I guess that's not the case because we do have commercials. So we probably are going to shave off at least right. another five or so minutes. Skipper's got uh, James Storm all tied up here, and now he's got just a regular headlock in. Getting to his feet. Is he going to tag his partner, Christopher Daniels, in? No. Primetime slams him down. Fuck you. You ain't tagging my friend. It's my friend. I'm not going to wrestle my friend. I'm not going to wrestle my friend. I ain't doing that. Well, you're going to wrestle your friend. Say my name. And he's got him. Potentially reverse suplex. Oh, counter, though. James Storm with one. Nice. Yeah, but that just made primetime closer to his partner, Chris Harris. But is primetime going to forget that his partner isn't Daniels and he's going to go tag Daniels? Depends. It looks dude. like he uh, just kind of rolled over that way. And we've definitely we've seen that before. Um, you know, famously, you know, Britt Baker gets a concussion, tags the wrong team. We were there. That's right. Yeah. I've seen it happen. Left oh. hand by Harris. How about another one? Yeah, drop him again, baby. Let's go. Yeah, target that shoulder. Ready? Off the rope. Comes back. And a back body drop. Back Harris back. is on fire. He's going to do something next. Let's see. Off the rope. Coming back. Leaping clothesline. One, two, kick out. I just saw, oh my God, I saw like a meme the other day. And it was like uh, wrestlers when they do a move they never win with and it gets like a two count. And it's like, I don't. I... Wait. They they win with it? They don't win with it. And it's like the... Whoa. Oh, my God, dude. I was just fucking thinking about that. You the know other... the meme I'm talking about? I saw it on Twitter. No, I don't know. But I was watching a fucking show. It might have been NXT recently. as we On oh, a Blue Thunder driver. But, yeah, Daniels. Um, no, he's got, like, a guy hit a drop kick, and he goes for a cover. And the guy kicks out. And he's like, what? Okay, it is, it's the... Exactly. It's, um... I'm trying to find the actual. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like this one. It's the Joe Rogan where he's like. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it was like wrestlers when they when they kick out of a move they never win with or something. 
I thought it was the Joe Rogan one. I couldn't remember if that's who it actually was in the in the picture. That was definitely Joe Rogan. Oh, oh, oh! Dude, Harris is like, what the fuck, dude? Oh, James Storm didn't uh, know. It was okay. Oh, prime time with a nice gut kick, and then Daniel's going after Harris here. Wait a minute. Okay, never mind. I was confu- I thought uh, Daniels and Harris were done. Oh, see? No, dude. It's so confusing, though, isn't it? Where'd Skipper go? Oh, there he is. Oh, he's got a chair. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh, is he going to hit his own guy? No. Catatonic. But no, look, because Harris is stopping primetime from hitting James Tormer with his chair. What the hell is your problem? You- no, <gasps> oh! Hey! He just hit his own partner. Yeah, you know what's about to happen, Bob? The other tag teams are going to win the fucking belts. Daniels with a, like a slam. Best moonsault moon ever. ever. No way. Storm's going to break the cover. Oh, right. man. Oh, Daniels, man. Daniels has never won with that move. <laughs> what? what? I can't believe he kicked out. I'm calling it, dude. Storm and Daniels are about to win the tag belts. This is so ridiculous. Daniel's knocking Harris off the apron into the railing face first. Primetime choking James Storm. Uh oh, Daniel's got shit. Uh oh. Oh, Skipper's like, you're going to hit me? No, dude. No, 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 no. No, I was going to hit fucking, I was going to hit my partner, James Storm. It's not what you think, bro. No, dude, I swear to God, I, I wasn't going to do that. No, I was going to hit James Storm. I know he's my partner. Is he behind me yet? Okay, no. I'm going to walk Oh, oh super kick. Storm to super kick. Skipper. Oh! But, and Daniels didn't make the save. He was too shocked about the kick, bro. But wait a minute, because that, that's his partner. So, of course, he's not going to make the save. So, now Daniels is a tag team champion. With Chris Storm. Yeah. James Storm. James Storm. Jesus Christ. Now Skipper's like, you bastard. I'm so crazy. I'm like jumbled right now. This is like the craziest shit. So Christopher Daniels is a tag team champion, but he's like, I don't want to be a tag team champion. With James Storm. He's like, wait, I want to be with prime time. Yeah, no, I don't want this belt. Oh, this is so stupid. No, I like it. I hate this so much. I like this better than I did before. Does it get any stranger than okay, this? Okay, so here's James Storm, it looks like he's like, dude, it's whatever. We're champions. And then because we're Dan, is like, damn it. I feel like we just got to, like, vacate the titles and then just have them wrestle as their regular teams. No. Well, the thing that's kind of weird about this is that Storm and Daniels, I feel like, came back from injury a lot sooner than we expected. I know they were more well, of a man, work in, thing, but. In pro wrestling, a week is like two months. So their injury, it was really two months, but it was the span of a week. It's just accelerated. Wow. Okay, and so we're wrapping up here. We have another Victory Road highlight package, probably to end us. Um, so, but we might as well just talk about it now, Bob. What did you think of that episode of Impact? I mean, that, that episode flew by. Uh, I would say it was fine. I liked I'll, it. I'll give it a thumbs up. I, okay, here's the thing. I will retroactively... Give it a thumbs down if Terry Funk does not appear next week. (laughs) 
Because no, because that makes that, next week a bad show. Right. So it'll be a double whammy. So if you are gonna suggest that oh Terry Funk's gonna come and he does it, uh, that's bait and switch. Well, right. Bait and switch, false advertising, and you're knowingly doing it. I'm not a fan of that. Well, I would say hopefully that's not the case since we're on TV, but you truly never know here. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, of course you don't want that to happen, but we shall see. They're just famous for that shit, you know? Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I like this show as well. Definitely flew by. I mean, really, really flew by. And um, I don't know. I'm just ready for next week now. So this video package can end at any time so we can we can get to the next show, man. Uh, we are just over a month. By next show, we're even closer to the month away from this huge Victory Road show. I know, man. That's crazy. And I feel like after, for the most part, I think after... Um, Road, the stretch of time isn't going to be nine impacts. No, we're going to have monthly ones. I mean, right. it's going to, we're right. going to be flying. It's going to be like at four. Most, at most, like six, right? Probably. Yeah, I would say most. So. Well, and there we go. We go off the air. What's that? 45 minutes, 21 seconds? Not yeah, too bad. Roughly. Yeah, roughly. Not too bad, Bob. Uh, I don't think. I got really much else to say besides, uh, you know, our normal plugs here. If you're enjoying the content that we are putting out there and you are a TNA fan, just like me and Bob, you know, give us a follow over on just uh, like me and Bob and Bob uh, over on Twitter. That's the best, man. Follow us on Twitter at cross the line TNA. You can go like us on Facebook at TNA cross the line pod. Subscribe to our YouTube channel where we post all of these videos of our, well, not the video format, but we post all the podcast. Just subscribe. It's free. It's an easy way to support us. You can pick up a t-shirt at prowrestlingtees.com slash cross the line TNA. And of course, if you've been enjoying the show, please leave us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. And we would love to share it on the show. Or if you don't want us to share it on the show, that's fine. But, you know, just if you could leave us a review, that'd be awesome. Yeah, or, like, we will read it on there, as long as it's not bad. Yeah, Bob doesn't like negative stuff, so we got to really like negativity. So we we got to keep it as positive as possible. Yeah. Five star, baby, five star. Just like that cage match. That five star, great. and uh, Bob is better than Dallas. I tune in just Okay, for okay, don't tell him what to write. Um, Dallas is a biased uh, TNA fan. I don't trust the word, but Bob is a truth teller, and he'll tell me like it is. Well, that ain't true. But on that note, uh, it's time to head out of here. We got to get one step closer, one more stop closer to that exit of Victory Road, Bob. That is very true. All right. Next week, it's October 1st, Impact. I can't really tease you guys with anything because well, we don't know anything. But will an outsider show up? <gasps> will Terry Funk show up? He kind of is an outsider in a way. Is Terry Funk the outsider? <laughs> we'll find out next week. Until then, for Dallas Greeley, I am Bob Kelly Jr. And this has been the TNA Crossline Podcast. <laughs>